your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 319 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, what I figured we could do is kind of wrap up this talk about any current Ranger on the roster who could conceivably be traded at or near the trade deadline. Again, we've kind of been running through this. This is part three of what's become a three-parter here. We've covered a couple different players on each of the two preceding episodes. If you missed any of the previous episodes, you can catch those right now. Uh, In the first episode regarding this topic, we talked about Alex Georgiev, Julian Gauthier, Tony D'Angelo, Jack Johnson, and Brendan Smith. That episode is called Which Rangers Could Be Dealt at the Trade Deadline. That is an episode that went live last week. And then in yesterday's episode, we also mentioned Pavel Buchnevich, Ryan Strom, and Brian Lemieux. So you can check that episode out as well. And let me just say, it's something that I've been saying all along. A lot of these guys, in fact, the vast majority of them on this list, everybody that we've talked to in the past two episodes, everybody that we're going to talk about in today's episode, do I expect them to be traded? No, I really don't. I think the Rangers are mostly going to be fairly quiet at the trade deadline. I don't see them going out there and uh, bringing in a bunch of rentals, you know, one-year rentals for this season. I don't see them having any kind of a fire sale either. There could be uh, a couple of small trades this way or that way for the New York Rangers. But what we're doing, the purpose of, again, what's become a a three-parter here, is just to look at every single player on the roster who could, could conceivably be traded by the New York Rangers. I don't think in most cases it's very likely, but I just wanted to kind of uh, do our due diligence here with the trade deadline looming coming up in just about three weeks here, uh, two and a half weeks actually, and just take a look at anyone who potentially, conceivably, in any way, shape, or form, end up being traded by the New York Rangers. And again, by no means am I punting on this season. I I think the Rangers have obviously played well recently. They've won three out of four. They've played well in all of the last four games that they've played in. And again, I don't expect there to be any kind of a fire sale from the New York Rangers at the trade deadline. But we're just kind of taking a look at anybody who could conceivably be moved. So with all that said, with that disclaimer out of the way, we're going to dive back into the countdown here. I'm going to throw out a name that you hear as it pertains to any sort of uh, Jack Eichel trade to the New York Rangers. And that's kind of going to be a common theme here. A lot of the guys we're going to talk about today, I think, are total long shots to be traded. I think in a lot of cases, the only way that it happens is if it's in some kind of a package for Jack Eichel. And that includes this man, our first on the list for today, Philip Hedl. Now, again, I think Hedl would probably be the guy from the current New York Ranger NHL roster that would be included in a trade for Jack Eichel. Because, you know, the Sabres... Jack Eichel's name comes up in trade talks every couple of weeks, it seems, and now he's injured. That further complicates the matters. But I think in any trade that the Sabres are going to commit to that involves them moving on from Jack Eichel, they're going to want to get somebody back, whether it's the Rangers or whatever other team it might be. They're going to want somebody who's on the NHL roster right now and who's had at least some success, has flashed some uh, big-time potential. Something that would make you believe that he's eventually going to be a perennial all-star type player. And I don't think the Rangers are going to 
part with Capo Caco or Alexi Lafreniere in any kind of a trade for Jack Eichel. I suppose you never know. But to me, uh, the Sabres still, they are well within their right to ask for somebody from the NHL roster. And I think if you're the Rangers, the guy that you might consider moving on from is Philip Hedl. Now, Hedl, we've seen this. He's only 21 years old. Let me just preface this whole thing by saying that. So he's somebody who's still kind of finding his way in the NHL. This is his third season with the New York Rangers. And kind of true to form this season, he got off to a really hot start for the New York Rangers. He had two goals and one assist in the team's first four games. But just beyond the stats, he looked like a, a very assertive, very aggressive player, somebody who was out there making things happen at a time where a lot of the New York Rangers superstars were kind of struggling, struggling to get going, just kind of stumbling out of the starting blocks a little bit. And Philip Hedl kind of gave this team a spark in the early goings. Unfortunately for him, just five games into the season, he suffers an injury. And to make matters even worse, while he was injured, he also got COVID. Now, the good news there, if there's any such thing as good news as it pertains to COVID, is that his illness kind of uh, overlapped with his injury. So even if he never got COVID, it would have not really made any difference as far as when he got back. But obviously, COVID's no joke. We know that. We've seen a lot of evidence to support that. It's affected a lot of people. And obviously, you don't wish it on anyone. But he was able to rejoin the team, and he has had his moments since he's been back, but just kind of sporadic flashes here and there, which is kind of par for the course for Filipino. He'll get hot for a little while, and then he'll kind of cool off. That's to be expected with a young player such as Hedl. Uh, you just hope that he can eventually find that consistency if the Rangers hang on to him. But as far as him being traded, yeah, I think the only way it happens is probably in some kind of a package for Jack Eichel. I don't think the Rangers are going to trade Filipino just to trade Filipino. And I would have said that no matter what, but we recently had Vince Mercagliano, who does a great job covering the Rangers for Lohud.com and a variety of other publications. We had him on the show, and he revealed to all of us that the Rangers are very, very high on Filipino. They really like him. So it sounds to me like uh, they're looking to hang on to him. And in my mind, the only way Filipino gets traded is if there's just some kind of an offer that they can't possibly refuse if a team just goes all in and they, they really want Filipino or in some kind of a package for Jack Eichel because the Sabres, they're not just going to give him away and you got to figure the Rangers are going to be competing with other teams if and when they try to, they, they really try to acquire Jack Eichel, whether that's at the deadline this year or whether that's sometime in the offseason. But yeah, I don't expect Filipino uh, to be traded by the New York Rangers, especially, you know, this is another thing we've talked about. They'd be dealing from kind of a position of weakness in center because they, they are kind of thin there. And of course, Strom and Zibanejad both slated to be free agents after next season. So yeah, I I, I don't see Filipino getting traded. And unless, again, it's just an offer that the Rangers absolutely cannot refuse or it's some kind of a package for Jack Eichel. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website... Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. 
Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast host peter bukowski updates you on the latest in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the locked on today podcast wherever you get your podcasts all right let's go ahead and jump back into the list here and i think i'm probably going to spend a little bit less time on the names that are forthcoming than i have on the well first of all Filipito, uh just a couple minutes ago but then also uh some of the other players that we talked about in the other episodes because everybody i'm about to talk about i think it's a really remote chance that they're going to be traded in fact i'm going to lump these two players together right here right now we'll talk about both of them at the same time and that's going to be capo caco and alexi lafreniere because I just don't see any way that this happens. I mean, you're the Rangers. You sent that letter a couple of years ago. We're going to go into a full-fledged rebuild. We're going to tear everything down. We're going to trade these veteran players. We're going to bring in some prospects. We're going to bring in some draft picks, this, that, and the other thing. And then you go, you, you completely commit to this rebuild. And then you also have luck on your side where you end up picking second last year and you get the chance to take Capo Caco. And then you end up picking first this year, and you get to take Alexi Lafreniere, who everybody was calling a generational talent heading into this draft. I mean, you can't ask for better breaks than that. You really can't because, you know, even the order that this happened, because two years ago, it was mostly felt that Jack Hughes and Capo Caco were at about the same level. It was kind of one and one A. No one really knew for sure who would go first and who would go second, but it was pretty much a slam dunk that they were going to be the two players uh, off the board first in last year's draft. So that was the year to be picking second. And this year was the year to be picking first because as much as people seem to like Quentin Byfield and Tim Stutzla, and Stutzla's off to a, a pretty nice start with the Ottawa Senators, but as much as people like them, I think most people felt, most analysts, most uh, prognosticators, if you will, felt that Alexi Lafreniere was head and shoulders above everybody else. So this is the year you wanted to be picking number one. And of course, the Rangers, they caught some breaks in the draft lottery. It is what it is. So I don't think you're going to basically throw that away by looking to move one of these guys, not to mention both of them. But I think the only conceivable way that this happens, once again, is in some kind of a trade package for Jack Eichel. One thing you got to keep in mind here, though, for anybody who you know might be down on Capo Caco or maybe even Alexi Lafreniere to a lesser extent, but let's focus on Caco. People who might be down on him and feel that, you know, his offensive production isn't where it should be now into his second year with the New York Rangers. I would just caution you to consider the fact that Capo Caco is still just getting started. He is still just 20 years old. He turned 20 years old at the beginning of this season, and he is cost controlled. He's still playing on his entry level deal. Jack Eichel is making $10 million a season. And if you look down the road here, the Rangers are. They got some guys that are going to have to get paid. We talked about this in yesterday's episode as well. Guys like Igor Shesterkin, guys like Adam Fox. If you want to keep Mika Zibanejad, you could throw him in the mix. Ryan Lindgren's going to have to be paid sooner or later. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich, if you want to keep him. So, yeah, I mean, Jack Eichel, look, he's a superstar. Don't get me wrong. It's very exciting to think about the possibility of him being on the Rangers, playing on the same line as somebody like, uh, you know, maybe Alexi Lafreniere himself, or maybe he's out there with Artemi Panarin, maybe he's out there with Pavel Buchnevich, who knows, and the Rangers could certainly use help at center, but again, you're taking on a pretty massive contract there, and for 
Jack Eichel making $10 million a year, you could argue that by the end of this contract, that might be something of a bargain because he's not going to be very old. I believe Eichel's only going to be about 29 or 30 when that contract runs out. And by then, you know, maybe $10 million a year for Jack Eichel is looking like a bargain. But be that as it may, I'm still not willing to part with uh, Capo Caco and or Alexi Lafreniere in any kind of a trade package for Jack Eichel, especially when you consider the fact that the Rangers basically just kind of lucked into getting these guys. You know, they really caught some breaks there. I know we all want them to be farther along than they are as far as producing points. Hang in there. You know, we'll all get there together. I do think there have been flashes this year from Capo Caco that suggest that he's a better all-around player this year than he was last year. He's more assertive. He'll fight for the puck. Uh, there are flashes, and we saw him score a couple of goals in this most recent game. We saw him get kind of a mid-game promotion from the third line to the second line. He's out there with Panarin and Strom now. Maybe he finally takes off. It could be coming. It could be right around the corner. And Alexi Lafreniere, you know, it's been... It's been a bit of a bumpy road for him in his first season as far as producing points, but we saw him get really hot there for a little while where he had three goals and three assists in the span of just six games, and I know he's slowed down since then, but that potential is there, and it, there's no way we should be giving up on a 19-year-old kid who people are labeling as a generational talent. So, yeah, I'm not looking to move these guys, and the only way that I would even consider it, even entertain offers for either one of them, is in a trade for Jack Eichel. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, maybe there's somebody else around the NHL who is potentially on the trade block, but I don't think any of them uh, are anywhere near the player that Jack Eichel is. I mean, mostly you look at these articles that have been written about players who might be on the trade block. It's a lot of guys on expiring contracts, a lot of veterans, a lot of guys on uh, you know some teams that aren't really going anywhere. There's nobody anywhere near the caliber of Jack Eichel. So I'm not going to trade Capo Caco or Alexi Lafreniere for somebody like Philip Forsberg or Taylor Hall or Michael Granlin. Yeah, that, that's just not going to happen. It's, it's pretty much Eichel or nothing. When you look at these lists, there's nobody, that, at least for me, that I would consider bringing in in exchange for Caco or Lafreniere. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. And just to go ahead and wrap up the list of players that could potentially be traded, we got two more for you guys here today. The first one is going to be Ke'Andre Miller. And again, I think the only way this happens, and say it with me now, is in a trade package for Jack Eichel. I don't see the Rangers parting with Ke'Andre Miller just to part with Ke'Andre Miller. They've always been very high on him. They took him in the first round overall. And if you guys remember... 
when the season was paused last season, and then, of course, the teams all that were going to be participating in the 24-team uh, playoff tournament, they all returned to practice, the return-to-play initiative, or whatever it was called. But the bottom line is, the Rangers, along with every other team of the 24 teams that were returning to play, they were allowed to have just one player participating in the practices who was not eligible to participate in the playoff games. And for the Rangers, they selected Ke'Andre Miller to be that player. And they didn't do that just to do it. They did that because they were obviously very high on him. They think that maybe he's pretty far along in his development, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule, and he's someone who could contribute for our team as soon as next season. And that practicing with all of his teammates as they're gearing up for a playoff series, a potential playoff run, is going to be something that's definitely going to benefit Ke'Andre Miller. And it looks like it did because he comes in this season. Obviously, training camp was quite a bit shorter than usual. There was no preseason. But Ke'Andre Miller, to the surprise of a lot of us, made the Rangers opening night roster. So the Rangers really like Ke'Andre Miller. I think I'm pretty much stating the obvious there. And he's gotten off to a really nice start with the team this season. He had a rough night on opening night, but you know what? He's making his NHL debut. He's nervous. It happens. I think recently there's been like a hiccup or two where he's had a game that maybe wasn't his best, but for the most part, I mean, Ke'Andre Miller has had a, a stellar rookie season with the New York Rangers. If I'm going to put a letter grade on it, I'd give him probably an A-, minus, maybe even an A. I mean, when you look at the fact that, again, he's way ahead of schedule, was not even expected to be on the Rangers' opening night roster, and yet there he was, and he's stuck with the team ever since. And there's no reason to think going forward if you're the Rangers or if you're a fan of the Rangers that Keandre Miller is not going to be a top-four defenseman for this team. He gives you a little bit of everything. He's got some offensive skills as well. We've seen little flashes of that. He is solid as a rock in his own end. He's played with a couple different defensemen this season, a couple different defense partners. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, that's somebody that you want to keep in the fold going forward. So unless the Rangers just have their minds blown with a trade offer for Ke'Andre Miller, I don't see them moving him. Again, the Rangers are a rebuilding team, and Ke'Andre Miller has a chance to be a fixture of that rebuild. So I don't think he goes anywhere. But I suppose, you know, it's at least possible. So got to toss him out there just in case. And then one other name that I'll throw out there, and I don't see this guy getting traded either, but it's going to be Colin Blackwell. Uh, he got off to a hot start with the Rangers this season. He's kind of been the Rangers' swingman, much in the way that Jesper Foss was in seasons past. I believe we've seen Blackwell play on all four lines for the Rangers at one time or another this season, but he's skated in 22 games thus far for the Rangers. He's got six goals and four assists. Coming into this season, even though he's 27 years old, he had only appeared in 33 career NHL games. So I don't think there are a lot of teams out there, even if the Rangers wanted to trade Colin Blackwell, I don't think there's a ton of teams out there that would really look to break the bank to pick him up. And if that's the case and you're the Rangers, you might as well just hang on to Colin Blackwell. He only has a cap hit of 725K this season. He has a cap hit once again of 725K next season. So if you're the Rangers, I don't know why you would really look to trade this guy when the return is going to be so minimal. Maybe you found somebody here who's a little bit of a diamond in the rough and a little bit of a late bloomer and somebody who could move up and down the lap the way we've seen him do it this season. He never really looks out of place no matter who he's out there with. I've been impressed with his speed. I think his speed is, is something that probably does not get enough attention. And he takes advantage of opportunities when he gets them. When he gets the puck and has a prime scoring opportunity, he tends to put it in the net. So to me, again, I wouldn't be trading Colin Blackwell for what would likely be a pretty minimal return as far as what the Rangers would get back in return for him. You're better off just kind of rolling forward with him and hoping that he can be somebody who's a bit of an overachiever for your team going forward for the rest of this year and also into next year. And after that, he's an unrestricted free agent, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. For right now, Colin Blackwell has already exceeded all expectations that the Rangers could have had for him coming into this season. So that's pretty much all the guys on the Rangers who I think 
you know, in one way or another could could possibly be traded at the trade deadline. Again, for a lot of these players, I think the possibility is extremely small, but we just want to cover all our bases, talk about everybody who could potentially be traded. I mean, I suppose there are even a few more, you know, could Philip DiGiuseppe be traded? Could Kevin Rooney be traded? I suppose it's at least possible. There are very few players in this league who have basically no chance of being traded. Obviously, guys with no move clauses, but then also guys who are a huge part of their franchise going forward. But for the Rangers, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered just about everybody who in one way or another could could be moved at the trade deadline, but in all likelihood will not be moved because, again, I, I just think this is going to be a fairly quiet trade deadline for the New York Rangers. But we'll see how it goes. It's obviously something we'll keep our eye on going forward. We'll continue to cover this and uh, take a look at any rumors that might be out there. And in a future episode, what I'd like to do is actually take a look at players that the Rangers could target at the trade deadline. And again, I don't think they're going to go nuts, but if they have a chance to bring in somebody uh, as kind of a depth piece in exchange for you know a late-round draft pick or, or something fairly minor... Maybe it's something that they look to do. It's going to depend on what they do over these next couple of weeks for sure because if they're getting into fifth place, fourth place in the playoff standings, then yeah, maybe they would uh, strike a small deal and just try to give their team a little bit of an upgrade at the trade deadline and, and try to push their way into the playoffs because I think that'd be a great learning experience for this team. Obviously, they kind of made the playoffs last year. They participated in the qualifying round. Any team that was eliminated in that round is not actually recognized as a playoff team by the NHL, so I guess technically the Rangers weren't a playoff team, but you're still in the dance. To me, that's still postseason hockey, so that was a nice experience, but obviously they got swept, and if they get back again two years in a row, uh, you roll the dice and you see what happens. Any team can uh, make a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, if the Rangers are in position at or near the trade deadline where it looks like they're really in contention, or maybe by then they're even into fifth place or into fourth place, yeah, there could be some players out there that they could target. But again, I would not expect them to go nuts with it. And really, I think the Rangers might be more likely to target somebody if they were going to bring in somebody in a trade, they would target somebody who isn't just a rental. They wouldn't, because they're not in... Stanley Cup or bus mode this season. So if you bring in somebody who's just a rental, you could lose them in free agency in the offseason, and then it's pretty much all for naught. I see them maybe bring in somebody who's got a couple of years left on his contract and uh, somebody who they wouldn't have to necessarily break the bank to acquire. But we'll have to just wait and see how it goes. Uh, there's a lot of time between now and then. And again, everything the Rangers do at the, at the trade deadline is very largely dependent on how they play in these games over these next few weeks here. Changing gears just a little bit here, there's an email that I got last week, and it's something that I've been meaning to get to for quite some time, but you know, the Rangers, they finally got a couple of days off here. Now is as good a time as any to uh, answer this email from Austin. This is what Austin had to say. He says, hello, John. I'm a new Ranger fan and listener. With the prices of jerseys, I was wondering what your recommendation would be on who's to get. I'd prefer it be a younger guy who has good potential to score a lot and stay with the Rangers for five or so years. I'm a football fan veteran, so I know sports can be very surprising. Ask my brother who bought an Odell Beckham jersey. Thanks for your time reading this and the help. Sincerely, Austin. Yeah, well, uh, my sympathies to your brother, first of all, Austin, because that really is unfortunate. I feel like Odell Beckham is almost becoming the Jack Eichel of the NFL because even now that he's on the Browns, doesn't his... I mean, I, I haven't followed the NFL as closely over the past year as I have probably at any other point in my life. I've just, for whatever reason, I'm just so much more into hockey and baseball these days. But Odell Beckham, doesn't his name just constantly come up in trade rumors even now that he's on the Browns and even after he got his wish of being traded away from the Giants? And even though the Browns are a really good team, it looks like they could contend for a Super Bowl this year. I don't think I would buy an Odell Beckham jersey no matter what team he's on because it sounds like, uh, you know, these trade rumors are just always going to come up with him. But uh, 
as far as the Rangers and as far as uh, what jersey you could get, if you want to play it safe, I think the safest player, and this isn't just for Austin, this is for anybody else listening who uh, might be looking to get a Ranger jersey, I would say the safest player you could get right now is Artemi Panarin because he's not going anywhere. The Rangers brought him in on this uh, big money contract. He is under contract until 2026. He's got a no-move clause. I can't even imagine why the Rangers would even consider trading Artemi Panarin at any point. So that seems like a pretty safe and pretty strong investment. And hey, if you want points, I mean, Austin and everybody else listening to this, you guys see what Artemi Panarin does on a seemingly nightly basis. So I think uh, my short answer is Artemi Panarin because, again, he's under contract for a really long time. He's one of the best players in the NHL, and he scores points on a nightly basis. So if you want points, I think he's your guy. As far as other guys I would consider, I mean, certainly Chris Kreider. You know, he just got a big-time contract extension, and he's actually under contract until 2027, so actually a year longer than Artemi Panarin. And he's got a no-move clause as well, so I don't think he can go wrong with Chris Kreider. Kreider's been here for about a decade now, and it looks like, I mean, if he plays out this whole contract with the Rangers, he's going to be here for, what is that, like 16 or 17 years? That's crazy. So Chris Kreider... You know, assuming he plays out this whole contract with the New York Rangers, he's going to be one of the longest tenured Rangers probably ever. I mean, he's going to be up there. He's really going to be up there. So, yeah, I mean, Kreider, I think, is a good pick. As far as guys who are, you know, locked up for a long time, Jacob Truba, his no-move clause uh, just recently kicked in, and he's under contract until 2026. Obviously, you're not going to get as many points with Truba as you are with Kreider or Panarin, but as far as somebody that it doesn't look like you have to worry about him leaving the Rangers, Jacob Truba is a good pick. Beyond that, I can't imagine the Rangers aren't going to find a way to get something done with Igor Shesterkin. So if you want to go with the goalie, you know, that's an option as well. I think Igor's going to be here for a very, very long time. I think the Rangers will probably move heaven and earth to get him signed to some kind of a long-term deal and, and make sure he's in the fold for many years going forward. As far as, you know, Lafreniere and Capo Cackle, I still think it's a real long shot that either one of them get traded. But maybe with them... And maybe with anybody, actually. If you're going to buy a jersey, no matter who you are, no matter which player is your favorite, no matter who you're looking to get, I would say probably wait through the trade deadline this season. I mean, it's only three weeks away. You certainly don't want to buy a jersey today. And then three weeks later, uh, your favorite player, this guy that you just got his jersey, has been traded somewhere else. So I would say Austin and everybody else listening to this, uh, hold out for a little while. Hold out for at least three weeks and uh, get past this trade deadline here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Lafreniere, Caco, they certainly seem like worthy investments. Here's something else to consider, too, and I don't know how much people care about this, but this, to me, would be kind of a big deal. So I, I'm i not sure who the next Ranger captain is going to be. I don't think any of us know. For a while, it was looking like it would either be Kreider or Mika Zibanejad, and now that they haven't named a captain, I think there's a couple other guys who have their names, you know, at least in the hat. I mean, they could maybe make Artemi Panarin the captain at some point. If a couple of years go by and they still haven't named a captain, then maybe Alexi Lafreniere or Ke'Andre Miller are in the mix to become the next Ranger captain. There's a lot of different ways they can go here. Maybe even Jacob Truba. Maybe even Ryan Lindgren. Maybe even Adam Fox. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could really at least make a, something of a case for being the next Ranger captain. And I wouldn't want to buy a Chris Kreider jersey, and he's got the A on the jersey, and then, you know, in the offseason, he's named the captain. I would want that C on the jersey. You know, that's just me. Maybe some of you don't care at all about that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you know, now that I'm saying all this, I'm realizing maybe wait until the offseason. See if the Rangers name a captain. If you're in the mix for, you know, a Kreider or a Panarin, then maybe hold off a little bit and see if they end up getting named the captain. Because, you know, if I got a Kreider or a Panarin jersey, I would want it to be up to date. And if they're named the captain in the offseason, I want that C there as well. Some of you might not care, but for me, I, I think I would, probably hold off just for that. But 
hopefully that answers your question, Austin. And, uh, you know, you guys let me know whose jersey would you be interested in picking up? Send me an email, send me a tweet, do whatever you got to do. I'd be very curious to see uh, who Ranger fans are targeting right now, who their favorite players are and who they would just love to uh, rock their jersey. I think right now for me, I'd probably lean a little bit toward Artemi Panarin. Again, it's a really safe pick, and he's going to be a superstar in this league for many years to come. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. If anybody else has any questions, feel free to send them along. I'd be happy to do a mailbag episode. Right now, we kind of get questions and spurts. You know, there's a question here and a question there. But I'll do a whole episode of this, man. I I think it's a lot of fun uh, taking your guys' questions and uh, just reading them here on the air. So if anybody has any kind of a question about the Rangers, go ahead and send them to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely get in touch with me on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.